Welcome to Doggy Dish, where two of LA's best dog trainers serve up a hearty helping of dog topics. At the end of this podcast, we'll provide information on how to contact our trainers. And now, here they are. Hi, this is Laura Burheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. And I'm Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. Thank you for joining us today. And today we're very pleased to have as our special guest, Mathilde DeCagney. She's a very well-known television and movie trainer who works for the company Birds and Animals Unlimited, which is owned by Gary Giroux. I first met Mathilde in 1989 when I started working at the Universal Studios Animal Show. She came here from France in 1983 and has been training animals ever since. Mathilde has too many credits to her name to list them all for you in this podcast, but some of the most recognizable of them would include the dog Eddie from the well-loved sitcom Frasier, and the movies Hotel for Dogs, As Good As It Gets, Steel Magnolias, and of course, most recently, the cast of dogs, including the lead from the movie Marley and Me. Welcome, Matilde. Hello. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> We're pleased to have you here today. Yes, and in case you didn't Thank notice, you. she has a... <laughs> She has a very heavy French accent, so if there's any um, deciphering to be done, we'll... Well, I've understood everything <laughs> you've said since you've come through the door, so I think we're safe. Good. So, <laughs> when do you start, Kim? So, how long have you been doing this? When did you... I know that you went to work pretty quickly after you came to America, right? You went to work for this company. Correct. Well, um, like you said, I fell off the boat in 83 and kind of uh, traveled around a little. And um, so after a while, I decided that I uh, would have loved to stay as a guest in America. And uh, But I wanted to have a career, and this career had no idea w- what was it going to be. And uh, all I knew is that I had love for animals and worked in France with um, hunting dogs and horses. Oh. And um, had that in my blood since I was, uh, you know, very little. And also rescued a lot of uh, creatures, whatever I would come across, whether it was little pigeons or guinea pigs or anything. uh, (laughs) A lot of straight, there are a lot of straight guinea pigs in France, are there? (laughs) (laughs) Especially in Paris. No, but... uh, (laughs) Anyway, and uh, so what happened is uh, I had been in the States about a year and just really uh, were looking for a, a career and I wanted to go into back to horses and thinking of being a horseback riding teacher. And um, as I'm watching TV one day, I see a cat food commercial, the cat jumping on the table and knocking down things to uh, get to the food. And I was with my boyfriend at the time, and I looked at him, and I said, that's what I want to do. And he's like, what? Make cat food? (laughs) Yeah, not not cat food on the floor. (laughs) That's a a worthy occupation. And uh, I'm like, no, I think I want to train and look into that, whatever it takes. And and you have to remember that when I was growing up, it was Lassie, and I would watch Lassie over and over and over. Yeah. We all did. Um, Never even thought of, of the trainers or what, what it would entail and involve and what was behind it. It never occurred until right. this one day the spirit came to me. And um, However, so and that's how it all began. Just came to a revelation. I uh, then went to see all the movies that I could um, think of that had animals in them and uh, took the names of the uh, trainers and uh, animal coordinators slash owner at the time 
and found out couple, um, among one of them was Gary Giro that uh, had just a birdie came out and um, and he had done this really amazing little work with this little bird and uh, and so I took his name and called him among others but others had kind of turned me down um, and so did Gary thanks Gary <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason I uh, I kind of insisted and his first answer was uh, I, I asked him I said can I come and meet you and uh volunteer for your company and he's like well you know we're very small we don't have anything to do or volunteer or even jobs so no thanks so to make a long story short this happened a couple times and uh, meanwhile I got a chance to go work for uh, Hubert Wells which is uh, his company is called um, Animal Actors of Hollywood and this was Wildlife Animals and um, got a chance to volunteer and 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 uh, get my feet wet a little bit. However, it came to realization very, very shortly on uh, that I wasn't an animal, wild animal person, <laughs> mostly because um, I just don't believe in wild animals in, in motion pictures, and they should be in the wild. And so, so I, I wasn't to my place, and that just it just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's when I turned again to Gary because going back to his credit, and he had mostly domesticated animals, which right. which I knew would be a lot more um, what you were looking my belief for and, and what I was looking for. And so um, insisted a couple of times, and after uh, many rejections, finally knocked on his door and said, "Okay, well here I am." <laughs> here I am anyway, even though you told me not to come. Here exactly. I am. So precision is uh, the key <laughs> to this interview. No kidding. Huh? No kidding. Yeah. Because you were young and in... I was 21 years yeah, old. And you had been here how long? One year, literally. That's really impressive. Yeah, I have to, to have, say, you've got guts, girl. Yeah, to, to go to a foreign country and basically insist on... Yeah. And not take no for an answer. Exactly. For you. The thing is, I had never trained an animal, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you had all that confidence because you all had all that I to offer. I had no idea what training was about because I had four courses and, and worked with hunting dogs, which really has nothing to do with anything right? that what we do. But I uh, kind of believed in it. <laughs> yeah. Believed in yourself. Yeah, That's exactly. very cool, actually. It's a really nice, nice way to get started. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about the audition process? Like, let's say for for Moose, who played Eddie on Frasier, how did you get that job? All right. Well, they're all a little bit different. The audition process for for movies. This specific one for Frasier was kind of interesting because um, producers of Frasier called Birds and Animals and said, "Okay, we have this pilot coming in, uh, and we need uh, we need a dog that really has nothing to do." It's kind of a background type of dog, and we don't want something too big, but we're pretty open. So they obviously wanted something trained to begin with, and that's one type of additions. We also do some different type of additions where uh, they literally, we don't have a dog, and, and they say, well, we want a lab or we want a mutt, or, and we have to go find the dog, uh, hopefully rescue as much as we can, then train. Then, uh, then have 
such amount of time, which is usually two to three months to get them ready. Mm -hmm. But in such a case of Frasier, um, very different. They wanted something already trained that was going to be background. And um, so we we wanted to bring a wide variety of dogs. And so we brought everything we pretty much had that was decently trained. And then because of his size, we we had a, a little dog that Kathy Morrison had rescued from Florida. His name was Moose, and he actually was not trained really. Uh, he had some basics, but had not done a show, nor uh, um, I, it's, it wasn't what you call the finished dog. So, um, so we had this this little rascal that we decided to throw in the bag, sort of, <laughs> <laughs> um, thinking, well, you know, I'll just I'll just be it'll look like more dogs, <laughs> right? Because we didn't have a lot, lot, lot. So. Uh, so here he came, arrived in in his uh, plane flights from from Florida, and uh, and we throw him in a pack and just and light them up. And those those producers, they were uh, four, I believe, and they also had the set designer uh, person that was there because they could they were more interested in the look of how the dog mm-hmm. is going to look in the set. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, Frasier is a sophisticated right. show yeah. in every way and matters. So they were more. They want to make sure the dog would look mm-hmm. good and could care less about training. But <laughs> <laughs> that changed. Probably, probably that changed. didn't know a lot about training, so <laughs> right. it probably right. didn't matter to them. That was your your business. So, <laughs> so we lined them all up, and they go, they look, they look, they look, and sure enough, the little thing, rat dog, at the end of the line, they go him. And we go, oh, but he's oh, not no. trained. <laughs> <laughs> we're both like, we're all like, going, oh no, why? <laughs> and uh, and that's how he got picked, not for talent in any way. And um, they they love this size, they love this color, and um, of course we couldn't really show anything that that he could do, but they thought it was perfect. And then the anxiety started coming up for me <laughs> because <laughs> I realized Pressure. I had a dog yeah. that uh, really wasn't easy, really didn't necessarily want it to be trained. <laughs> yeah. And now when you say that, that Kathy rescued him, you were, what, his fifth home? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He uh, literally, uh, he was uh, t- over two years old when she got him. And he first came from a breeder that um, she tried to give him to a uh, horseshoe maker mm-hmm. and he got rid of him because he was grabbing on to the horse's tail and horses <laughs> would take off and he was hanging on to the tail and <laughs> the poor guy was just like terrified then he went to some neighbor's uh, property and hunted cats that really got to be a big problem and now there's all these animosities between all those neighbors they're, sh- they're passing the dog around oh. and they're all, they're all hate each other now right? Yeah, because he has created so much damage and animosity and negativity between all that that now this dog is on the way to the farm uh, but she was also a vet tech and so she had him uh, in her office because the hus- her husband did not want this dog in the house anymore so he was basically staying in a vet office while she had to, you know, take him to the pond because she couldn't find any other options for him. And Kathy came and she's like, oh, don't you want a dog? <laughs> so she said, yes. She grabbed him. He got 
taken to Universal, but a numerous amount of trainers, everyone was saying, do not keep this dog, he's dangerous. And pretty soon, shortly after, he ended up in my hands. And he was not easy to train. Not easy, but I have to say, I mean, that dog taught me yeah. so I much bet. about training. There is not one thing I will take back. And, you know, ladies, uh, uh, this dog taught me everything I I know right. about training. Right. Many phone calls to you, Laura, if I remember, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a few, a few. <laughs> but that was that one audition process. I mean, in general, do you normally take more dogs that are that have a lot of behaviors on them? Do, do you get calls where people say we need a dog to do a particular thing? Yeah, we have all kinds of different calls. Some people, it depends on, on also on the movie mm-hmm. uh, and how big the part uh, for the dog is. Um, so if it's a commercial or a TV show that's, uh, you know, a couple of days here and there, temporary, uh, they will say, yeah, we, we want a dog that can... Uh, pretend like he scratches flea, rolls on his back, or sit up, or uh, bark, back up, whatever. And usually they'd like, we send pictures, mm-hmm. and that's process number one. So we send pictures, they select from all those pictures, and then we go and show the dogs. And then if there is kids actor, sometimes we'll get a chance to meet, the actors will get a chance to meet the animals and see if they connect or not. That's kind of rare, but it's uh, it happens. So that's one one scenario. Second scenario will be uh, we have this uh, Lassie movie, and we need collies. Well, we we don't have any um, collies that that have the blaze and that are literally the classic look right. of our amazing collies. Well, find it. Um, so we go and and search search, mm-hmm. and the search will always stop with uh, of course rescues shelters and then uh, from there you go down to breeders that don't have any more use for um, young adults because they don't breed properly or whatever they're not working out for their purposes and that is often fall into our hands uh, which in that case we take them out of a kennel situation which is also pretty good and um, last but not least, if we're desperate, we will go to private-owned dogs and mm-hmm. do a lease. Right. Um, Especially for a small part and for a breed of dog, maybe that's a rare breed that you don't yeah. necessarily need in or the future. If we, uh, uh, of course, we have always double, minimum doubles, uh, often triples dogs. So sometimes I will find two or three and, or one or two, and then the third one is a lease, and then, and I will tag exactly what this dog will bring to my team, and I will train the bare minimum because I know it's a dog that's not going to um, live with me. So um, all the dogs are trained with their own unique personalities, and I can tell you a lot about maybe the Mollies, how each one of them were trained such a different ways. How many Marley dogs were there? Like for a right, big so feature like that, how many do you have? You have the main dog, and then how many backups typically? Well, for the whole entire movie, so we're including puppies to the very old, the, the last Marley was 22 dogs, uh, and that includes 11 puppies, uh, five one through seven, and then three other uh, older 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, to play the part of one dog was never really extended to that many before, right? Because it's a lifespan, yeah. so uh, you know the obvious is we had to do different ages. Um, the the one to five was the team that I was responsible for in charge of, and I was very excited because it's very much my kind of yeah <laughs> training. Uh, I love to do natural things. I'm not so much into the robotic type of training, mm-hmm. which which I do a lot. And but this was an opportunity to finally actually have a dog that was going to look. I was hoping as natural as possible. However, everything you do on set has to be very controlled. Uh-huh. You cannot, even though this dog looks out of control. And people were like, oh, that must have been easy. But no, it, it really actually, it was fun, yes. Right. Easy, no. Everything was, was trained and thought out and making sure, A, it was going to happen numerous amount of time, mm-hmm. and B, that the actors weren't going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Because n- not in a mean way, but, you know, those dogs are powerful. Sure. Oh, yeah. So give us a for instance on, on natural behaviors that you taught that were on cue that we would, if we went and watched the movie, we'd think that was just a crazy thing the dog did. Well, uh, pretty much all of them, but um, as specific behavior, for sure, the pulling, the pulling were, were, were taught, um, and they were, the dogs were coming to me, and I was calling them, and I used a squalor. I used a lot of uh, either uh, toy-driven, prey-driven, um, and food driven, but not so much of that because they were they were so into the toys. Of course, they lab. I have the the best breed to do this. Yeah, this movie. So let's so see. You need um, a destructive and out of control Labrador. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but originally none of them were to begin with. They weren't like that. They were playful mm-hmm. and they were outgoing and sweet. And uh, we had one that was like that, but so so much that I. Um, I couldn't use him as my lead dog because he wasn't thinking. So I needed a dog that could use his brain and yet give you 110%. My biggest worrisome was the heat, shooting in Miami and not Mm -hmm. knowing director and actors. You don't know if they're going to make you redo those things 10, 15 times. Yeah. Um, And that's when you lose. You lose all spontaneity. You lose the energy. You lose uh, all the the fun and... um, Thank God the actors and directors were all game for um, very little rehearsal and a lot of um, go for it. Even though I would train my personal behaviors or tricks on on the side, I did not want the actors to be part of none of that. So when you're working with a dog like that, can it shut down the shoot, basically, when it starts to stop? I I know that never happens to you, but hypothetically, (laughs) could that happen to you? The dog dog could shut down the shoot. it could. You'd never want to put this in that kind of situation. But uh, and that's why I had five. Right. Uh, that's the exact reason because I got worried of so so much energy uh, and the heat. Mm-hmm. And you know, famous big star actors that I sure. didn't know how they were. Some are great and some are not so easy to to work with. And so you better be prepared. So this is the reason why I had so many and, and their training. So all the specific, um, I can tell you everything. Every time he's ripping up something, that was trained. The couches, 
Um, the humping was trained. The, the humping pillow. was absolutely trained. Right. Because I read, I don't know if it was a message board or a, an email list, but somebody said, oh, no, they just said, I read something that said that they just sprayed something on the pillow to make the dog hump. And I wrote back and I said, no, no, no. <laughs> this woman doesn't leave anything to chance. This was a trained behavior. Oh, my God, especially that. They really, really wanted this behavior. And it was important. I mean, it was on Catherine Turner. And they had her for one day, you know, no, no, Messiaen. It was outside. Mm-hmm. Again, anything outside just terrified me because, you know, it's Miami and this dog has to be 110% really crazy there. I mean, if yeah. You, so nothing was, uh, no, the humping was trained and it was hard. It was hard because none of them were inspired. <laughs> yeah. So we had to come up with some, some pretty... Um, there was no magic spray. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... I used some scent yes. of, of uh, some wild animals uh, just to, to get started and um, stuff like that. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, was, uh, it was tricky. But at first, I just trained it. I just taught them to put their feet up on a pole and I had put a gin on that pole and I had padded it and, and I had a hook behind it so they will actually the have something to hold on to will hold on to. And I taught them to stay there and put your feet up and hold it, stay. And that, that was the beginning of that. And then I, I did try all kinds of scent. We had uh, monkey scents in that and get them interested and good boy. And it took, um, this is the first thing that I started training, and I trained it every two, three days until we shot it. Wow. Wow. So the $6 million question is, what do you do with all those bad dogs? <laughs> That's uh, a lot of um, what we would train away from for pet people. So tell me, what, yeah. what happens in a situation that are they are they so on cue that it's not a nuisance behavior? Or? For some of them, it was literally three of them. It was so, so on cue, and I kind of uh, channeled their training to very specific uh, training. So, uh, nope, they all got a home. My best girlfriend has has one at home. Uh, he lives the block away. We see him every morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Joan, Joan is still with us, and he's mellow, and he, he was my, my actually a very mellow dog, and he did scene where she comes back from the hospital, and... Uh, the peeing, lifting the legs, he did everything, the mellow stuff. Um, one um, silly boy got adopted by somebody in Las Vegas, and that has a lot of room, and ultimately mellowed out quite a bit and quite fast. And that dog really turned out really great. And um, the main dog, Clyde, he's at my house right now. He lives with me. And honestly... It's it now that dog will never go anywhere else but my house. <laughs> you know, my heart is my end. Sure. You know, you <laughs> He's know made his way we, in. Do, we do mm-hmm. we do we do those things, man. They grab your heart. You're done. That's it. Yes. I mean, there's no way you, you you're so committed from the beginning to the end, and so that that be it. He lives with me, and now with respect retrospective of. What I did, and I trained this dog to just really becoming too much, but obsessive. Obsessive was with his toy, mostly, and with an attitude of, like, you know, get it, like, like, he didn't even know what to get, but just 
You Anything. would climb up the wall, and I would encourage. And I, when when I was prepping, I literally went to Goodwills, and I literally went to had some rooms where I would let him. Once we were in in Miami, I asked to have some some areas where I would let him rip up wallpapers and <laughs> rip up. We had couches. <laughs> I'm glad he's staying with you. <laughs> The, the very the morning in uh, I can see how he made the it morning <laughs> was always very controlled basics uh, you know stay and lie down and do your stuff and sure. and the retrieve and holding the necklace and this was really the necklace was actually probably one of the hardest scenes but the afternoon as soon as we were back from lunch oh my god it was a party that dog <laughs> all he had to do is rip up whatever he felt like. Or, or things that I will give him pillows, and he will drag tires because I want him to to build up muscles and uh, really uh, uh, excitement over coming to me and all that. So I will tie because the table, the table scene, uh-huh. he had to drag the table. So he was obviously on a harness, and we had uh, a, a tire attached with with a chain. <laughs> and come on, boy, come in. <laughs> <laughs> So I created a monster, yeah. and I kind of thought I didn't think he would get to the extent of what what's happening now. He's obsessive. He's just obsessive with with mm. his, with toys, with things, with with constantly has to be busy. And the hard part is that when the movie was over, and he didn't get quite as much attention than he did every day, every single uh, day. Yeah. Whoa, boy, that was tough to for him to just accept that. And mm-hmm. he's like, what? Right. <laughs> and and I don't think he ever did. And so the undo, there isn't any. Yeah. Now I can literally put him in my house. He's not gonna go destroy my couch without me, you know, telling him. Right. Getting him started. I would not leave him alone, but I can bring him in and certainly. You know, have again the control that I've always had. That's no problem. But um, he is a wonderful dog with other dogs, which means he can go anywhere with me, and he does. And he's got a magnificent uh, recall, which means for me, he's safe to take anywhere, and I, I can let him out anywhere, and he'll, he'll he never leaves me. He's very, very, very attentive. So he lives with me. Now, if I had to redo it again, I learned a lesson. Um, again, I'm committed, and and I would not let this. We've done some movies since, a lot of stuff with him where he was fabulous because mm-hmm. he's also a great swimmer, jumper. He dives like there's no. And guess not long ago we had a commercial. The dog had to retrieve a toy all day. He was the one. So he has his part, and he will always have. He has his own niche in, in a business that no other dog <laughs> right no competition there right um but um yeah it's a little uh, it's a little tricky because now I'm, i i for fun i wanted to put him back into possibly a normal type of way and i'm not getting it i don't think i'll ever get it back that right. that way which means i would never give him i would never consider giving him anyway but he couldn't go to a home well mm-hmm. good for you for that level yeah. of commitment well, Mathilde, you're just way too interesting. I think we're going to have to continue this. So I think we'll make this part one. You can stay tuned for part two. Great. See you then. Mm-hmm.